EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support the recruitment industry. Go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Lounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring leaders in recruitment. And I'm really excited today to be able to welcome Glyn Blaze. Um, now, Glyn is the managing director of Adakura, based in London. And I want to tell you a bit more about Glyn because he's a very, very interesting character, lovable character. But let me tell you something I didn't know about him until today. Glyn had a really promising rugby career um, ahead of him back in the late 90s. He played for the Wasps, he played for England students under 21s and the Rugby Lions. Unfortunately or sadly, his rugby career was cut short by a horrific sporting injury which saw him in hospital for six weeks. Two of those weeks spent, unfortunately, in in intensive care. Um, However, (laughs) there is a good news to this. However, the good news is it gave Glyn the opportunity to pursue a new career in recruitment. So we got him. Um, Glyn entered the recruitment industry back in 1999. Uh, I'm presuming he started off as a junior consultant, but worked his way up to hold a commercial director, sales director, and an operations director positions at a um, fast-growing SME recruitment business. He's now accrued over 12 years experience around improving operational efficiency and sales strategy within recruitment businesses worldwide. Earlier this year, Glenn set up a uh, set up Adakura uh, with Darren Rymill of Opus fame. You guys may recognize Darren from uh, the, the, the Live Lounge previously. And together, these guys are setting the recruitment industry alight. They're building what they believe to be, and others, the go-to management consultancy for the recruitment industry. Glenn, I'm not sure that I got all of that right. I hope I did. How yeah. are you? How is it going? Yeah, um, life is good. Uh, it's increasingly busy. And uh, I guess having Darren as a business partner uh, pushes anyone beyond their uh, sort of limits of comfort. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, making the change and coming out and just um, doing something different, um, but sort of going on those uh, sort of skills and experience built up over the years. It's been fantastic so far. And you have a wealth of experience there. You really do. Um, Glyn, tell us a bit about the work that you guys are doing at Adakura. Okay, so um, if, if we go back a stage, so I have been involved in sort of transformation roles for a number of years, and I had the plan of going out and just doing consultancy as a one-man consultancy, going into small to medium-sized businesses. And, you know, there's that old adage, you know, opportunity knocks once in a while, make sure your bags are packed and ready to go. I happened to meet Darren at a a director's dinner um, in London somewhere. And, you know, when you just hit it off with someone and we just had all these ideas which were linking up and Darren was like, we're going to do this together. We're going to do something together. So we started just talking about our ideas about the recruitment industry. Why is it that some businesses are growing, other businesses aren't growing? I was looking at Darren just with this business, just going at this exponential um, speed. And over sort of 18 months, we started putting together what um, was the foundation for a consultancy, which 
has changed in the last six months, but has become a far bigger uh, proposition than we uh, imagined, I suppose. It's fantastic. And, you know, knowing the both of you, you know, very, very well, I, I've got to say, it is a match made in heaven. I think you're both really good for each other. Yeah. The ideas really fly when, when you two are in a room. Yeah. And, uh, you, you, you know, both of us, I know, admire Darren just for his pure energy. I mean, the Absolutely. guy just sets the room totally, alive. Totally, totally. Um, yeah. so, so, look, I'm really pleased. And I'm really pleased to have you here in the, in the live lounge. Um, now, look, Glyn, I'd like to um, kick off, and I think you know this, that in the live lounge, we always like to start our interviews with our guests' uh, favourite success quote. What's yours? What's your favourite success quote? Yeah, I guess um, it's got to be a Zig Ziglar. So I'm like a massive Zig Ziglar fan. Um, some people don't like the Americans, but I just, I just love him. And he, he had a quote was, um, you can have anything you want in life as long as you help as many people as you can get what they want in life. And for me, that is just the essence of whether you are in business, whether you're being a father, whether you're doing stuff in community. The crux of it is that, you know, if you help enough people get to where they want to get to, by default, you'll get to where you want to get. So Glenn, that's my quote. I love that quote. I really, really do. And, and look, I know something about you and I know that you mm. do live that. Um, but, but for the people that are watching this or listening to this episode, how do you put that into, uh, you know, your business every day or your role, as you say, as a dad? What do you do to live that quote? Yeah. I think up till this year, my life was very different. So um, I was working um, uh, in London uh, for an employer who wanted to exit. So a lot of it was all around um, preparing them for that. Right. Um, and what I did was I was doing that four days a week, traveling from Bristol to London every day. And then on a Friday, um, the, what I was doing is uh, social, uh, social action work. So volunteering in a, um, a prison, uh, as well as doing some stuff, mentoring kids and then teaching kids on a Saturday um, communications wow. and helping them to get that step up that I got into the business world. Um, when it comes to business, I think we all know that not every client we talk to is going to engage us or engage Adakura and want to take on Adakura services. But sure. one of the things that Darren and I have been really, really keen to do is just like when you look at the size of the recruitment market, what if the touch point was that even if you don't use Adakura, we will point you in the direction of those people who can help you, uh, you know, develop your business, make you more profitable, give you those growth targets. We believe along the way that's going to come back to us. Yeah. But with the market the size it is, it makes a lot of sense for us to help as many businesses get to where they want to get because we'll get to where we want to get. Exactly right. And I, and I love that. And again, first-hand experience of you guys. Yeah. I've seen that in action that, yeah. um, you know, it, it's not about what the immediate gain from an introduction or a relationship or whatever. I, you know, I've seen you guys add significant value uh, to people on the face of it aren't wouldn't be, you know, sort of ideal or typical customers for you. Yeah. But it's that whole thing of adding value to people. Um, and you never know, you know, l l life's a long road. It's like you never know true. when you're going to bump into it's those true. people. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased. And, and like I said, I know that you live that quote. Um, Glyn, look, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you is behind every successful entrepreneur, uh, every successful leader in recruitment, there's generally been you know, either an almighty mistake, a huge mistake, or a series of mistakes. <laughs> what, what would you describe as your biggest um, failure or, or challenge previously? Yeah, I think in the early days, um, when I got into 
um, doing that whole sort of sales direction, um, turning companies around. Um, I was just this ball of energy who just trusted everyone and not that there wasn't that people weren't to be trusted, but I knew nothing about due diligence. I knew nothing about um, doing agreements with the divorce in view, just in case. Right. And um, I learned the really, really hard way um, when the market, you know, in 2007, when the market went down and I hadn't, uh, it, was, well, it was just before the market went down. I'd been just blood, sweat and tears, been involved in a business, took over that business. It grew to turn over quite a few million. Uh, but at the onset, I hadn't said this is the equity stake that I want in the business. Right. We just had this gentleman's agreement that it would happen, and uh, worked really hard. Opened up, we opened up in Dubai. Was really, really involved, and then all of a sudden, I was like, right, where's my shares in the business? Yeah. And they took me out for a swanky lunch and like butted me up, and I was thinking, here it comes. And then they said, um, if you do this again, and this is like four years in, if you do this again, then you'll get this stake in the business. And do you know what? Um, I look back now and it was it, it was my fault for not doing the due diligence yeah. but that really really taught me a, a real lesson that people aren't necessarily bad but I think they can be opportunists yeah. and if you do not you know when people start making a lot of money it's very difficult to make a decision then from when they're making a loss so yeah. I came in when they were making a loss and it made no no odds you know there was yeah. sort of nothing there but then we got to a position where we we're making a lot of money and it, that's just taught me a lot. Glyn, you know something, I, you know, and, and, and sadly, that story is 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 not um, not as rare as you imagine. You know, it, yeah. it, it happens, um, and I think it's a valuable lesson. You're right, you know, to, to, to learn, but it's a painful one. Absolutely, that not everyone around us uh, is honourable. You know, mm. you, you described them. You said, look, they weren't bad, yeah. but actually, you know, it doesn't sound that that that, that was a very honourable situation, but. Yeah. Sometimes we've got to we've got to ride those things. We've got to Absolutely. learn those those lessons, right? Yeah. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I, you know, really appreciate you sharing that story yeah. and that personal story. Um, what was the eureka moment for you, Glim? When, you know, whenever in recruitment, but that when that light bulb went off and everything clicked into place. When was that moment for you? Yeah, I think it was in my last position. It, rather than just one eureka moment, it was like a series of eureka moments. Okay. Because I, like, I had my eureka moment, and then I sat with Darren talking about it, and it just just turned into this huge thing. So wow. the issue was like, so for seven years, I'm in these different businesses, and I am working at Transformation, looking at how we can increase the growth, increase the EBIT, all of those kind of things, and really working on the structure of businesses. And I realized that all these businesses I'm going to, they're having the same problems. It's just like a different configuration yeah. of the same problem. There wasn't, there wasn't anywhere I was going into and going, wow, that's brand new. It was yeah. just the same thing, but to different degrees, depending on the people they'd employed and, 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 and the type of business they were. So that's why I wanted to go off and do run a consultancy and do that. Then I met Darren. We started talking through this and he was like, right, okay, I've got these businesses that, you know, you can have like a, a real-time case study working in these businesses doing all of this. And then as we went along, we started going, right, okay, as I'm collating all this information and weighting things and looking at it, how is it that these businesses um, uh, work, that you've got one business and another business who they seem quite similar, but one has this CEO who just seems to in their head understand the red button issues yeah. over there like in, in six months time I think we're going to have this problem or there's something wrong here I can't put my finger on it yeah. and it was Darren's mind in terms of he was he was doing this at a rapid rate which just made it really stark 
So went through this process um, with uh, one of the consultants from well-known um, management consultancy right. of trying to get the experience that I had, but more the the the, the rhino brain or the, the brain of the entrepreneur, get that codified. Yeah. And that took a bit of a, a process because I suddenly realized that some of the decisions that I would make, Darren would make different ones. And on the face of it, I think, well, this seems a logical thing to do. And then you'd understand, ah, oh, that's why you're doing that. Yeah. So we needed to sort of codify that into a way of saying, well, how do we look at a business? And how do we know that if we change this element of the business, it may affect that element over there. And if we, we take those two, we may actually see a, a reduction in profitability in the short term, but the long term, this will happen. Yeah. And that's where uh, what we call the North Star was born. And um, essentially, shall I say about North Star? Yeah, no, yeah, please yeah. do. So Tell us about North Star. It. Essentially, is a, a model that um, Darren and I have created, and it's what it does is it looks at the business as a holistic whole. So it breaks down your business or a recruitment business into key constituent parts. So yeah. everything is grouped into constituent parts. We then measure each of those constituent parts, which then gives people a very easy to see graphical interface of where their business is, the, the, the areas of their business which are doing exceptionally well, the areas of their business which are doing exceptionally badly, yeah. and the areas which are middling. Right. Now, what actually becomes quite interesting with that is that the North Star sits within a galaxy. So each constituent part of a business has a number of other constituent parts. So the people part would have, you know, your onboarding all the way through to people exiting the businesses and everything that happens in between there. Sure. And that's broken down into separate stars, which we measure, we weight, and we do discovery on. So for a CEO, one of the things for Darren was I need to be able, in his mind, I need to be able to see all the aspects of my business. I don't need to know what to do. But if there's an issue in marketing, I need to be able, and he's able to, say, right, I don't know what's wrong with marketing, but there's something wrong. This is what should be happening. Someone then owns that, and then they develop that, and that has an impact on the core. Uh, there may be sort of a, a, an issue with CRM or something else, something which is a slightly less... Um, you know, easy to see. Sure. And you're able in an instant just to be able to look at a recruitment business and say, ah, oh, that's the problem. Yeah. What we found really interesting is that even if you don't deal with any of the areas which are problems, but you just add 1% efficiency on the areas you're doing well, all of a sudden the businesses we're dealing with, they're sort of increasing in value, increasing in, you know, growth and profitability. And I think we've stumbled onto something which is, you know, quite interesting, even down to the sort of the training aspect and being able to say, okay, right, we know about training needs analysis, but what if it was all part of training, performance, wellness, earnings, all of that made one star that you could just look at and you could see all of your staff and see where you need to put your energies. So I'm excited about it. I don't know. You know Listen, so I, it's, it's, I'm excited for you guys as well. The fact that you've been able to codify Darren Rymill, I'm like, wow, that's... You it's know, not an easy... His, his wife has been trying to do that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and look, I, 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 it is a eureka moment. You're absolutely yeah. right that if I had a, a pound or a dollar for every recruitment business I've ever sat down with that tells me, you know what, my business is unique or the problems I have are unique, I, I would be a rich man. It's, yeah. it's, um, there's a lot more similarity between businesses. It doesn't matter whether it's temp or contract or, sure. you know, the niche or whatever. The, the problems and the challenges that that we face as business owners are universal and I know that from experience from Mongolia to Manchester it's like I know that they're universal yeah. but I think your system it, it just uh, that Eureka is 
it's just being able to understand that, but then zone in for those those unique businesses and tell yeah. them exactly, you know, where where they can uh, yeah. improve and grow their business. I love it. I was gonna say just one of the keys is also that Darren and I come from two very different recruitment backgrounds. Yeah. So Darren comes from um, sort of the S three very sort of transactional style background. Yeah. I come from more a search orientated background. Yeah. And the clashing of our ideas has been really good because what we've said is that every business has a DNA and whereas people are saying we want to be like Opus well you don't necessarily want to be like Opus you want to know your business and know what touch points you can impact in order to create that growth that you need yeah. and that's been quite good for us brilliant really really good um Glenn, what do you do you know and I, I know that you're a real student of personal development and I you know I, I know that you live and breathe this stuff is there anything that you do on a consistent daily basis that you think makes you successful? I think it makes me different. Um, I am. Um, I, I always like to start the day by reading something motivational. So, like you, you, you nodded your head when you heard about Zig Ziglar. So, yeah. you know, I like a lot of these um, motivational speakers. I like reading in the morning something that will enhance my life and something that I can share with someone else as I go through my day. I just think that you know, if we impart that knowledge all of us will just you know uh, raise the level I think uh, that's key and then more recently my wife and I have got into um, sort of the whole mindfulness thing and I've just yeah. realized that just applying that just to life just to meetings even just spending a little bit of time after meetings to allow things to soak in I've realized that when I do have those times where I'm not running at a million miles an hour and I'm, I'm, I'm down some of the things that I need to think about uh, solidified in my mind yeah. and then just having that mindful time in the evening where we just sort of we use headspace but I mean there's lots of different things you can use where we just use that time just to you know just to put everything to the side so when you're up in the morning you're energized you're not necessarily going at a frantic pace but you start as you mean to go on and yeah, yeah. I love I love that I really do Glenn and um, you know and so many of us and you know I was guilty of this for many many years um, you know, the first thing we do is we get up, we have a cup of coffee, we reach for the newspaper or yeah. switch the radio on. Yeah. And we're filling our heads and our minds with just bad stuff, you yeah. know. And I'm not a happy, clappy kind of person. I don't I don't say, yeah, you know, let's just smile when the when 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 the world's bad. <laughs> yeah. But I do believe, you know, if you fill your head with good mm. stuff, it helps to deal with the bad Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if you start off your day as you are doing with uh, you know, reading something positive i think it's a great place to mm. great place to start yeah. um again thank you for sharing that um glim what do you see as your biggest strength and you know conversely your, your your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur yeah i think they kind of i suppose they kind of work together but i think my biggest strength is like i i, I love to communicate and um i like to get people energized behind an idea and moving in a direction together to achieve something and get people excited about things that they wouldn't necessarily be excited about or an idea which you know they can own and make their own yeah um and that that really helps that really really works both in the business sphere and sort of outside of the business sphere with the stuff that i do in social action yeah where i have problems <laughs> or what one of my weaknesses i think that sometimes if someone isn't on the bus and this is something that i've had to learn if someone isn't bought into ideas or is pulling um pulling things behind or stopping others or being a hurdle to others sometimes i in the past and sometimes now it still happens I get quite annoyed by those people yeah. um, and I've had to sort of train myself in that and one of the good methodologies that uh, someone, someone's taught me to is that 
sometimes when we're trying to influence people, we can only influence, say, if you broke down all of the ways people re receive information from the early adopters to the laggards, yeah. often we can only influence those who are in the next category to ourselves. So therefore, understanding who you can use to pass on the influence and being able to intentionally think like that yeah. has made a massive difference to people who then end up being the massive advocates who are totally against ideas and they just needed the information to be communicated in a way which you know turned their ignition on so they were always a boiler but they hadn't been turned up yet that kind of thing i think i think that's really good it's, it's interesting because you know again it was a lesson that i learned really early on i was yeah. as a business owner uh, i was naive in the beginning where i just thought everyone was like motivated to work as hard as they could and That's the achieve. yeah right and achieve as much as they could and then i couldn't believe it that people would turn up for work and just take the salary and yeah. you know and be happy with that yeah. but you know i've had to train myself in the same way as you that yeah. um you know what people have different drives then you know we don't have to share the same drives um, and it's understanding that it's trying to, you know, as a manager, as a leader, it's trying to understand what is the drive for this individual, and then, you know, and then, as you say, trying to communicate in a way that uh, that gets through to that person. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I can empathise with that one. Um, Glenn, look, you've been around the recruitment industry for you know a long time, probably more years than either of us uh, would care to admit to. Um, so we've seen a lot of change in in the recruitment industry, um, and you see it in mm. you know a variety of different Absolutely. businesses that you look at. How do you see the recruitment industry developing over the next five years? Yeah, I think if we look back and we think um, pre LinkedIn, yeah. Um, and you see some businesses that we go into who still haven't sort of adopted the LinkedIn lifestyle. And you, you see the issues that, that, that go on there and realize that they haven't realized that the world has become a smaller place. But LinkedIn's going to have its time yeah. and something else is gonna come. And I, yeah. well, I don't know whether this is gonna happen or not, but I kind of think that the, the whole idea of crowdsourcing, you know, the fact that everyone is realizing that we are all connected and we're seeing like crowdfunding, we're seeing crowdsourcing in terms of uh, people needing skills, um, like designers and, and, and things like that. What if the market moves in that direction in terms of um, in terms of recruitment and actually clients get a lot closer to the candidates because there will be ways and platforms for them to crowdsource the skill sets that they want, which will mean that recruiters will have to lift their game in terms of finding real, real hard to find um, talent. I think that's one of the, uh, the, the areas. And then I just think with the, with the generation that we've got, um, if you think about some of the billion dollar companies like Airbnb, you look at um, Snapchat. You look at, or like you know, you look at um, Instagram. Yeah. You know, all of these, all of Uber. these businesses. You know, when they had their ideas, a lot of people said, "Why on earth would I want to say what I have to say in you know, however many characters?" Or why would I want to have a, an option to sleep on someone's sofa? But yeah. these are turned into billion-dollar companies. So I think just the advancement of people understanding how humans work. You know, that sort of anthropology, as well as understanding how technology can be used. I think we're going to see the onset of apps and CRM, which just blows what we're looking at now out of the water. It's exciting though, isn't it? Massively. It's really exciting. And, you know, just those examples that you said, you know, Airbnb and Uber and yeah. all of those, if, if you'd asked the average person, you know, five years ago, you know, could you imagine doing this, sleeping on someone's sofa in a strange... Uh... In fact, I'll tell you a really, really quick story, Glenn. I was in... Um, 
uh, a brand new barber's just really recently in Brighton. And I was waiting there and this, this older chap, you know, uh, came and, and sat down and he's got to, you know, I've got to be careful because I didn't know him, but he's got to have been about 70, in his 70s for sure. Yeah. He was, you know, a senior guy. And um, as I was waiting, he was sitting on the sofa beside me. He pulled out his, uh, you know, his MacBook Air. And um, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like the silver surfers, etc. cetera. Um, and then I thought nothing, nothing of it. You know, he was getting his hair cut. I was in another chair. And I overheard his conversation with the guy that was cutting his hair, where he, he turned around and he said, oh, yeah, I'm off tomorrow. I'm, um, I've, I've got something booked on Airbnb. I'm flying to Montreal and I'm staying, you know, I've done this all through B&B. And I'm yeah, like... Yeah. Wow, you know, that's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. Um, and I agree with you. I think I see the emergence um, and the development of sites like Fiverr.com and yeah. Uh, yeah. Odesk and Elance yeah. and all of these places that people are becoming hour, yeah. people per hour. Yeah. Um, you know, global marketplaces, crowdsourced global marketplaces. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the recruitment industry has got some... Um, some innovation that's probably due, due it. And uh, hopefully hopefully we're at the centre of all of that. Um, Glyn, listen, thank you so much for, mm. for those answers to, to yeah. those questions and sharing that with us. I'm really keen to get you into what we call the lightning round now. Are you ready for the lightning round, Glyn? Let's go for it. Fantastic. He's ready. He's born ready. Um, the lightning round. Question number one. What is the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? Um, I'd say recruitment businesses, just from where we are. Sure. Businesses being able to instantaneously put their finger on what's stopping them from growing, right. which is what's born our idea, uh, and being able to um, work on the areas of the business where they'll make more, make more of a difference. So... I think the biggest issue is too many business owners working in their business than on their business. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Or having the tools to allow them to do that. It's true. Um, Glyn, what's the best piece of uh, business advice you've ever received? Yeah, this is a bit, uh, this, this is interesting. I, uh, oh. There's so many bits of business advice I've received over the years. One, I, um, when I wanted to get up to board level, um, I went and got a mentor, uh, a guy called uh, Rene Carriol. Okay. And um, he's, he's a very interesting, uh, interesting guy. And um, one of the things he said to me, first things he said to me is that a lot of what I talk to you, I'm going to talk to you in stories because you'll forget a lot of the ideas, you'll forget a lot of the models that I teach you, you'll forget, but you will not forget the stories that I teach you. Yeah. And I still remember the stories that he, uh, he taught me. So I've adopted that in terms of how I try to convey ideas and try, try to convey how businesses look at things through stories. I, I, you know, a, a great, great advice as well. It's that whole thing, isn't it? Lifelong learning. If learning. I think back Absolutely. to ancient texts yeah. and fairy tales, you know. Yeah, well, we, there you are. It's how we remember things. Yeah. Um, Glyn, something that's working really well in your business or for you personally. So it could be a bit of software. It could be a hack or an app that you use. Something yeah. that you're using that you think is working really well. We've gone, now that we're growing, we've kind of gone a bit app heavy. Um, but Wonderlist, I absolutely adore Wonderlist. Yeah. Um, and I use it for business. I use it for home as well. So whenever my wife needs things, but then like with the developers and stuff like that, 
they're using Wanderlist. Uh, we use Slack, so um, we've got a lot of collateral. So it's it's basically a um, a communication tool, okay. um, but you can have you, you all of your chats, so to speak, are, are all based on different areas. So we've got different clients who we're dealing with, different things, different clients we're producing things for, and each of those have got their sort of the chat channel right. where if it's collateral or if it's ideas or it's models, all of that that all sits, and we can see how we've uh, how we've put all of that together. So those two areas and then one thing we've said is that anything that we're doing as a business five or more times um, we will automate that we will find some kind of tech which automates anything we're doing five or more times just so we can be lean and agile and ahead of the curve I love that I really love that I want to talk to you some more about that one yeah. um, Glyn what's the best business book that you've read in the last say 12 months um, there's a book by um, Dr Henry Cloud called Integrity and uh, I got quite embarrassed because I thought when people see you reading a book on integrity, <laughs> do they think that you're like some like really bad person who's trying to learn about integrity? But um, his whole idea of integrity isn't about um, just being honest and doing good things. It's all about the character of those business people who go on to be world beaters. You know, mm. the, what, what are the traits of character of those people who've gone on to create these billion dollar companies and things like that? And one of the ideas was that I was finding it quite hard to just understand the rhymal brain and I was trying to say, find out other people who'd like looked at different, you know, really, really successful people and go, what is it about them? And it's really good because he, he breaks stuff down into, you know, these people are able to um, influence people. How do they bring people on board and connect with people? How are they sort of orientated to their own reality? How do they sort of finish well in terms of how they're leading their businesses? So he, he goes through a lot of these different um, areas and it's, it's, it's a really, really good book. I think it was actually written in 2009, but I hadn't heard about it till a few months away, months ago. And also, one of the other things I saw recently was um, negative things happen. Right. And I see certain individuals, how they embrace that negativity in the right way and then flip that into something else, just use it as a springboard to something greater as opposed to blaming. It's that whole framing thing, isn't it? Yeah. We can, We can, you know, two people can look at the same set of circumstances or event one sees it one way and one yeah. sees it completely another you know came home for me very recently with just a, a family member we both looked at a, an event that had happened in both of our histories and mm. we had different interpretations yeah. of it you know um okay glenn final question in the lightning round if you woke up tomorrow morning you still had all of the experience all of the knowledge that you've built up over these years um but your business wasn't there you know sort of wasn't there adikura wasn't there what would you do? How would you start up again? What would you do? I would love to think, and I haven't formulated this properly in my head, but I have this idea that there has to be a way where elite business and social justice can come together in some sort of mashup and create something brilliant for the world. Um, and I'd love to be involved in something where I really thought that I was making a difference in the lives of people in society, some of the, the you know, the, the, the worst off in society, but at the same time harnessing all of that, you know, real sort of business stuff that I enjoy doing and being a part of and that community mixing those two communities together I don't know how it would come together but I think in that moment where I've got nothing else to do the eureka moment would come again I I love your enthusiasm and your <laughs> optimism I really do I I so much want to share that vision with you um and and perhaps I need to knock some of the cynicism out but I love I love that vision Glyn yeah. thank you for sharing that um Excellent. Glenn, look, sadly, very sadly, we are moving towards the end of our time together in Recruiters Live Lounge. 
Um, have you got one final piece of advice for our, our, you know, people listening or watching this this episode? And also, how would people get in touch with you if they wanted to after the show? Okay, so um, in terms of one piece of information is, um, I think a lot of people look at the, when we're, when we're sitting over the table and we're talking to a lot of business owners, a lot of people are experiencing um, the same problems. Yeah. And I think what they, what they don't do and what, what, what we seek to help people to do is to break everything down into sort yeah. of real bite-sized chunks. Um, I think every business, if, when you look at the turnover of the UK market at what, 37 billion, and you look at the European market of 412 billion, you know, there is a huge market out there and there's plenty of room for all of us. And I just think that people get stuck in their own business rather than stepping back and looking at their business and thinking, okay, how can I look at these elements of the business that need to change? So just stepping out of your business for a little while and just reflecting. Um, in terms of getting in touch with us, um, you can get me on glynn.blaze, B-L-A-I-Z-E, at adacura.com. That's my email address, and obviously adacura.com is the website. We are going to redo our website again because with the North, the advance of the North Star and the galaxy, um, it's all changing. <laughs> so In, a, gal in well. a galaxy near you. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. You know this. <laughs> um, glynn, look, we'll post all of that uh, contact information underneath uh, the episode in, in the show notes so yeah. people will be able to, to reach out to you and presumably through uh, LinkedIn as well they'll be able to find yeah, you yeah they can get me on LinkedIn uh, and we're both we're based both in London and Bristol so I split my time between London and Bristol so we look after Southwest all the way down to London so fantastic yeah. fantastic Glyn just, just finally on that I know a lot of our, our viewers and listeners are uh, you know in other territories overseas etc are you able to, you know, will you be, would you welcome their kind of questions as well? Oh, absolutely. We're, um, both Darren and I um, are out in New York next week. So we're spending a week out there with some clients out there, sort of talking through what we do. Um, we, I think when, when, when you see what we've got, I think it's, it's I, I really believe it's going to revolutionise the market. If it doesn't, it will just be a really good thing in the market. So... You know, we're confident. But yeah, absolutely. And you should be. You really should be. Glenn, listen, um, on behalf of everyone at Recruiters Live Lounge, thank you so much for being our guest today. Been good. It's been really good. Really, really good to, to find out. Stuff that I didn't know about you as well, Glenn, yeah. you know, which was uh, always, always good for me. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us. For everyone that's watching or listening to this episode, you've been in Recruiters Live Lounge. We've been speaking with Glyn Blaze, Managing Director of Adakura. Um, if you want to keep getting these types of episodes, this type of interview with the world's leading recruitment leaders, then please subscribe. Get these episodes delivered straight to your inbox. Press the subscribe button uh, and, get them, and get them sent to you. Thank you very much for joining us and hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. been listening to recruiters live lounge with roy ripper join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader what would it feel like to get all of your back office administration done under one roof 
EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support your recruitment business. EasyPay want to offer one month's free fees to any new customers who come through Recruiters Live Lounge. Just go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge.